0: Welcome to the Modern Man Podcast, where we connect men in pursuit of their potential. Join us as we embrace discomfort, cultivate community, and put wind in each other's sails. If you're ready to take your personal and professional growth to the next level, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget to check out the Noble Knights Mastermind Group, where you'll find the support, accountability, and mentorship you need to achieve your goals join us and become a part of a community of like-minded men on a mission to improve themselves and elevate their capacity for life. And we are getting our dose of that elevation today from my guest out of Utah, Jesse Fisco, entrepreneur, speaker, coach, Jesse, man. Thank you for being on the show.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Ted. I'm super excited to be here today. And I have listened to a couple episodes of your show and uh, I'm just super fired up to be here, man. Yeah. Awesome. I appreciate it, man. And, and and before we kind of hop into the conversation, I mean,
0: because I, I know you, who you are, you know who I am. Um, I don't want to leave the audience out in the dark here. So please take the floor really quick, introduce yourself, uh, let the audience know who you are, and then we can kind of hop into our discussion.
1: Yeah. So thank you so much. So I run Emerge Coaching. Um, Emerge Coaching is designed for entrepreneurs um, to help them overcome their limiting beliefs through holistic coaching to create massive financial wealth. Um, so I've been doing that for a few years, I've also run seven different businesses. Um, cause you know, I got to put my money where my mouth is. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) I have seven other businesses here in, in Salt Lake and some out in Tennessee that, um, that we're actively running most of them in the real estate or mortgage lending field. Nice. I want, I want to, I guess, go back to kind of what started
0: it all, man. Cause like looking at your story, you mentioned one point, um, operating in that scarcity mindset, which I think a lot of people do, right? Like we, we get to a point in life, we look around and we're like, wait, how do we get here? And I think you mentioned that you were the heaviest you've ever been, your relationships were lacking. Um, what was the, I guess the tug that got your
1: attention in that moment? Yeah, man, there's, there's two. Um, and it, they kind of just happened within three months of each other. And the first one was, I remember it was Christmas and, uh, I'm just sitting there stressing out about business, stressing out about numbers. And my father-in-law looks at me. He's like, dude, do you have anything better else to talk about? Like it's for Christmas. And I was like level 10, man. I went from like nothing to just absolutely pissed. Right. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Like, I, of course I know what I want to, like what I want to do. And I have other things I would like to discuss, but I was literally dumbfounded. Um, and then fast forward three months later, my wife, she looks at me and she's like, listen, like you're fat you're heavy you, you're you have a scarcity mindset like and because of all of these things i don't even know who you are and mm-hmm. have my like spouse really just look at me and tell me like i don't know who you are you don't even know what you want you're fat you're out of shape you're literally just a loser in essence right yeah uh, that really hit me right between the eyes and um i looked at that moment and just said i've got to change and i honestly didn't know how but yeah. you know we worked through it and a lot of things that um we talk about in our emerge coaching platform are the things that I have found to get through and i overcome those limiting beliefs. And now happy to report, man, I'm down. I, I just hit 62 pounds, of a drop nice. I had 13% body fat going on 10 and business is better than ever. And it's because I'm 100% aligned and focused on what I actually want. And yeah. that's my message is helping people get focused on what they want, not what they don't want. Everyone tells us what they don't want actually what they want in their life, because when we work towards that, that's when our reality starts to change and our life becomes better. So take us back, which shout out to your wife, because, you know,
0: um, it, it takes someone that loves you to kind of have that hard conversation. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Where for For some, some people, especially in certain relationships that they're in might kind of brush things under the table, might keep it quiet for a little bit or really not say how they feel until it gets to a po- certain point. So shout out to your wife for, for loving you enough to tell you that. Um, what was it you decided on you wanted in that moment? Because you mentioned like, hey, a lot of people know what they don't want. And and I think a lot of guys listening right now might probably sit there like, you know what, yeah, what do I want? Because we get into a process of people pleasing, yep. keeping an appointment with others, being readily available at my phone whenever a text message or an email comes in. So I've been pleasing so many people. I don't know how to please myself. So the question, what do I want is actually a pretty big one. What did Jesse want in that moment um, when your wife confronted you with that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I wanted to keep my relationship with her together. We just had um, a child and to see that entire thing potentially be ripped out of my life. Like that was, you know, really a big moment for me because, you know, what I recognize Ted is that I come from a divorce family and it was a, a really terrible divorce. Like dad's drug addict, mom just picks us up. My dad on my 12th birthday is getting pulled out of the house in handcuffs, like very traumatic experience. Right. Mm-hmm. And I told myself at that moment, I will never get a divorce and I will focus on, you know, keeping wh- whoever I marry, I'm going to focus on keeping that relationship together. But you see, the issue was once again, I was focusing on the thing I didn't want. Mm-hmm. And as I was focusing on that thing, like, it's almost like my brain didn't have a filter and couldn't understand that I didn't want it. It just manifested or came right to my reality, because I was living the same patterns and things that my parents were living before. And ultimately, I, I recognized I had to change those patterns and those beliefs that they had in order to get what I truly wanted at that time. Because if I continued to live the same lifestyle, the same dichotomies, like, oh, I have to work hard. And I have to make a lot of money and i have to put people through school if i live that dichotomy ultimately that's what caused my parents separation to a degree you know and i had to learn to change those as well and that was a huge huge moment for me is when i recognized like oh you know what we're about ready to separate it was like no 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 i'm i want this relationship so i'm gonna fight for it and my motivation flipped and it changed dramatically i mean we went from like i said from being 225 pounds to closer now to like 167 and like focusing on that that body fat, right? Cause mm-hmm. like it's things like that. And it, she doesn't want like a massive bodybuilder. She just wants someone that's in shape that's healthy, right? And I want to be in shape and healthy too. And so it was things like that that I had to really start piecing together and and focusing internally. And to be honest with you, Ted, the more selfish I am, the more I focus on the things I want, the more attracted she is to me, mm-hmm. which is you know, one of the messages is you've got to know what you want. You have to be aligned, and that same attraction that your spouse, girlfriend, whatever the case, had for you when you first met that attraction comes back as you start focusing on the things you truly want. Yeah, and and it's funny there is
0: an irony to it. My wife used to say, like, you know, when we first started dating, I love your ambition. I love your ambition. You know, now that she's my wife. Uh, She's like, oh, I, I hate your ambition sometimes, right? Because it, your ambition is is what's attractive, but it's also what has set certain boundaries in our lives, and and you know we work with those boundaries. And being able to say, hey, babe, I really want to spend time with you right now. However, yes, I need to record a podcast on top of a daytime job, on top right. of my my gym regimen, right? These things that I've set for myself, these habits, these priorities, or these non negotiables that I would say is in order for me to take care of myself. To best give to you when we're together, I need to do these things, and having that clarity, man, it, it it just it rolls out the steps because a lot of people listening right now, Jesse, are probably thinking like, man, I don't know what what the first step to take is, right? Yeah. They might they might have hit a plateau in life, or maybe they're just they keep swinging the bat, they're not succeeding in life. What would you tell some people that feel stuck, some people that feel? Um, kind of like Groundhog's Day, doing the same thing over and over again that just can't break away, what would you tell them their first step should be?
1: Yeah, I would encourage them to write down 100 things that they want. If money wasn't an issue and for themselves specifically, this is the first week of our training and <laughs> we get really, really deep into it. But the reason why we're having you write down 100 things is we want you to unlock your mind and create a new focus, right? Like, sure, maybe you can't afford a yacht right now or a Bugatti, that's fine. But... If that's on your list of wants, you may find open, like you may open up resources and things in your mind to figure out, oh, I actually could have that. You know, one of the things I did, Ted, is I wrote down private Island and I was like, this is what I want. Private Island, Mexico. I went down and I started looking online at what that would cost. I was just curious at that point. And I found out I could actually afford one. And (laughs) I was like, oh, no kidding. But the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, you know, Jesse, that'd be nice, but you work too much. And that thought right there, that limiting belief, I was like, oh, hold, hold on, like heck no, I'm not, I'm not gonna allow that because if I could afford this private island, it's what I want. What do I have to do to have both? Right, to work less and have this island and still make the money. And that's where my business started to change. But you see, by focusing specifically on what I wanted, I started making small micro changes to my business to align me with what those things were, and then other things started to compile before I knew it, I was sitting here going, man, I'm like, I'm running a $250 million coaching company. I'm the happiest I've ever been. And I can buy a private Island and fly my private jet there at that time. Yeah. And that was really cool to start to really believe that and feel that and see it. Yeah.
0: Manifesting that, putting it together. And here's the thing. What's amazing that you could say that is so many of us have been conditioned to feel bad for wanting that hmm. Right. Because I think there's a lot of people who are hearing this and their trigger is I don't need a private island island. And it's like, whoa, right. whoa, whoa, whoa. Nobody said need. Right. Right. <laughs> no, nobody said need said, what do you want? And and when you tell somebody to, hey, make a list of some things you want, when you ask somebody, to let their imagination run away and you say, hey, money, not an issue. What do you want? They say, oh, I probably want want this house, that car, that car. And My question is, why just one? Mm -hmm. Why not five of these houses, 20 of those cars. Now that might sound like greed, that might sound like gluttony or abundance, but the problem is we've been conditioned so far of the opposite. It's almost like we need to swing that pendulum to the other side to negate what was done already. You mentioned some of those little changes that you started making in your business. And I imagine that's kind of like habits, kind of changing habits, changing whether it's our business, whether it's everyday habits in our lives. What are some of the things Someone can maybe do to try changing that trajectory or changing that programming that's been locked in so for so long.
1: Yeah, there's there's plenty of ways. Number one, I would just say ask yourself when did you do this, when did you decide that right? That's one of the number question, the uh, number one questions I ask is when did you decide you can't have a private island and still be a, a charitable person, mm-hmm. right? Or when did you decide you can't work less and still make more money? and Mm -hmm. get back to the very specifics you see because most people from the ages of five to seven have created their personality so at the ages of five to seven your personality is created and it evolves over time based off the certain dichotomies you accept or reject right so people will say oh you can't be happy and have lots of money well if you accept that dichotomy at that age then you start looking at that and seeing oh this person has lots of money they can't be happy but you're not looking at the people that are happy that have lots of money. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of that is understanding that some of these ideas and concepts you've picked up may actually be, in my case, 27 years old. And if that's the case, they're 27 years old, they're no longer serving me because my life's changed so much. And I've proven that certain dichotomies, I mean, I'm the, I have the most money in my family's ever seen in their life, like generational wealth. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at that going, okay, well, that dichotomy about being happy is changing because I'm happy and I have lots of money and I'm also looking at it saying, how many more people can I bless? Right. Can I have people come on this Island? Can I fly someone on a jet to someone else, you know, in order to have them be there for a funeral or whatever the case, like those are things that I'm looking at long-term saying, all right, it's no longer like a, I need, like I want, It's I need this so I can continue to help other people generationally. I want to
0: ask about um, something you touched on kind of like, I think of being the first in your family to acquire such a status, right? And for a lot of people um, to be the first person in a family first with a growth mindset could be a very, very hostile and lonely place Yes, because you see these opportunities, these paths that everybody around you is telling you is not there, right? And you can almost feel crazy because you're like breaking out of the matrix, if you would, but everyone's locked in. Talk about, I guess, that escape velocity or the the effort it takes to kind of get through that initial friction, that initial inertia, because it could be hard escaping sometimes. And that gravitational pull, even when we're so close to getting that business off the ground, because sometimes yank us back. So I guess talk about how we can break away maybe when our surroundings might be
1: the chain and the ball and chain on our ankle. Yeah. I mean, you, you hit on the head there, our surroundings, our environment ha- plays a huge role in our belief in our, in our systems. I think it's Deepak Chopra that says that our beliefs are actually a, a collective agreement of everyone around us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, some cases it may take a change in your environment as hard as that sounds, but that may be a change in the clothing you wear. That may be a change in the state you live in. And in some cases it may be the country, but you have to start looking at what environments do you want to live within. One of the things I do is I create my own custom clothing for myself. Like I don't sell it. I just create clothing that tells me what I want to be. So when I'm in the gym and I'm looking in the mirror, I see, "Hey, this shirt says creator because I believe I'm a creator in this world." Okay, cool. I believe another shirt, "Give yourself permission," right? So you can do subtle changes like that where it's just the clothing you wear that speaks, but also within your family, understanding your boundaries and where you want to go. And When you understand what you want, you then start to establish the boundaries and your family may give you some, you know, feedback in essence, they may be like, Oh my gosh, you changed. But like, for me, I look at them and just say, man, I hope I've changed because that means I'm progressing. Every living thing in this world either continues to grow or dies. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and that's what I'll tell them. And then along with that, of course, you're going to get the limiting beliefs from, from people. Right. Oh, you can't be, you can't be doing that. That's crazy. I remember the first time I pulled up in a McLaren into my dad's house and mm-hmm. like, it was not anything about the car, but I just remember his look on his face. He's like, Oh man, you really spend a lot of money. Like you could have done so much good with that. And I'm like, well, I'm here to pick you up, take you lunch. Isn't that amazing? Like yeah. you get to experiences. Isn't that the <laughs> good that I want to do? And being able to look at those beliefs and just say, you know what? I'm going to reject that. And that's not going to affect me personally. And so a lot of times people are talking to me and they say something that maybe I disagree with. And I'll just tell my mind, I'm just like, you know what? We'll reject that, but we still love this person. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that out loud. Sometimes like someone's up there speaking and they're like, Oh, business has to be hard. It has to be a grind. I'm like, reject that crap, dude. Cause business is easy for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's just going back and understanding what you truly believe inside. Yeah. It's like one of my friends that
0: actually was on the modern man panel for one of our live conferences. He said, you know, I'm tired of everybody glorifying this life of grind and hard. Mm -hmm. I "I don't, I don't want my life to be hard, man. I want it to be smooth. (laughs) Like I want this thing to just work, (laughs) you know, but we have this identity and especially us as men where we almost have to show the work we, you know, it's, it's almost like, especially in, and actually I have to do a better job at, showing on social media some things that I do when I'm in the gym and stuff like that, I don't have good social media awareness in terms of like when to snap a picture. But unfortunately, I think there's another trend on the opposite side of, you know, you got to show the work. Like you if if I don't show on social, if I'm not pub publishing to the world that I'm grinding, no one's gonna believe me. And I think the grind becomes more of a show than it actually becomes a process. And the process is really where the the proof is the process exactly. is where we get the the, the the juice. You can, you can elaborate on that.
1: Yeah. I was, I was going to say like, what really matters to you? Like I mentioned the McLaren, right? It's more of a wow factor. Um, I've gotten rid of that car. Why? Because that I've noticed early on when I bought that, that was an external environment. I bought that car because I wanted to show people I was wealthy, mm-hmm. right? Well, was, same thing with social media. Am I showing people I'm grinding because I can show people till I'm blue in the face, but it doesn't really prove anything. Right. Yeah. And it's what's internal that really matters. So even though I jump in that McLaren, and I drive around, everyone's like, Oh my gosh, look how cool you are. It's like, no, I still have my limitations. I have limiting beliefs when I drive this car. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's where I started focusing going, no, no, no. If I focus on the things that I truly, truly want, and I'm going after those things, then I don't have those limiting beliefs anymore. Yeah. And then I can focus and be like, oh, this is what I want. This is what I deserve. And I start focusing on other people at that point. And yeah. so i you know, you mentioned social media. I do have a social media presence, but I don't actually jump on social media. It's ran by my admin team, right? So I just record my videos and post it out. I could care less, but I understand the value of social media and getting your name out there. But I'm not sitting there scrolling, comparing, or, you know, trying to flaunt the things I have. I've, I've changed that idea that I have to show people. And more or less, I'm just going out and serving. And as I continue to go out and serve people, those actions show and speak louder than me posting a video about grinding, right?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's social media is a tool and it's how you use that tool, whether it's going to be a benefit in your life or not. But the same hammer that I could probably build a coffee table with a carpenter could take and build a house. So really who's using it? Um, Mm -hmm. I I want to talk, uh, if you don't mind, too, a little bit more about the, I guess, the intangible, not really the intangible, but really what started the whole trajectory. Because anyone listening who follows the story might hear, okay, you know, the McLaren is nice, right? but the McLaren, I know it's a two seater, but you know, you still, you still want, you still want your, your ride or die sitting shotgun. And when you started, you mentioned, you know, you, you wanted to keep your family, right. That Mm -hmm. was what you wanted. How has the relationship with your wife and with those around you changed as Jesse has changed, as Jesse has grown, becoming the person that could not only build these businesses buy the McLaren and take his dad to lunch, but also the kind of person that, had been pouring into the relationships with your wife and those around you?
1: How has that progressed? Yeah, man. Um, I love that question because that's the most important for me. Um, One of the biggest moments that happened and I, I might get a little emotional, so I'll preface here. Um, But I came home and my daughter had done something that would naturally, I would just get upset, right? I grew up in an abusive family. I'm not abusive, but I would definitely take my temperament up from being, you know, mellow to pretty upset. Um, And that was something I'd picked up as a kid. But the day came where I started really focusing on myself and like what I want. And I want my daughter and my son to love me and to know that I love them. And so as I started really focusing on that and becoming more aware, I came home one day, she made a huge mistake and I just looked at her and I just said, Hey, let's just talk about it. And she looked at me and she's like, dad, I am so confused and keep in mind this is a five-year-old. Yeah. She's like, you would have yelled at me last time. And now you're just talking to me. Like, I'm so confused. I don't know if you're mad or if you're happy, but this is just really confusing for me. <laughs> and she recognized that feedback so much that like, for me, I had to take a step back. Like I went to the other room and cried a bit. And I was like, dude, like yeah. how much of a generational change am I making just by changing the way I speak to this little girl? Right. Cause no longer does she have, the upset yelling at the top of her lungs, dad, she has a dad that understands her a dad that looks at her and says, Hey, what are you feeling? Why did this happen? And tried to understand the whole broader picture. So yeah. now what kind of mother is that going to make her she goes and down the road, she has kids. She's not going to yell. She's just going to naturally have that in her mind. Cause that's what I'm installing in her yeah. for a better growth and for a better future.
0: And Jesse, that's awesome. You know, know, they say like, it it ran in my family until it ran into me. Yes. And and, then that's where it stopped. right? Right. And that's, and that's really kind of, I think that's really what this is all about. That work that we do on ourselves is, is understanding what can we unpack? Right. And, and for anyone, when it comes down to science, your DNA is really your, it's, it's the memory of your ancestors through time. So you really have a lot of this stuff that you're holding on to. And when you do this work, it's really kind of an understanding of what can I unpack and not pass on. Right. Like what, what has served me, what was maybe some baggage because this was given to me, not maybe because of, you know, for some, it might've been malicious for others, like for my parents, both being immigrants from Haiti. They just had to survive. They they lived in a different world than I did. So some of the behaviors that serve them in their world doesn't serve me in mine, right? And I think we have to have that responsibility and the self awareness to unpack what's serving us in our lives. And it comes down to what we want. But I also think it comes down to also a a, a bit of enlightenment, right? Uh, I True. know meditation and kind of the reflection, and you know, a lot of people could listen to this podcast, listen to some of the tips that's given, but they won't be able to hit pause and sit in silence for an extended amount of time. Yep.
1: I agree. 100%. I, um, in fact, I, I'll that kind of segues into the five day challenge here that we do at Emerge coaching is, um, you know, day one, we write down 25 characteristics that you want to be or that you want right? 25 things that you really want in your life. Like for me, I want my kids to know I love them. I want other people around me to feel my love and I want people to know that it's not just about the money. It's about them. Right. And those are a few of those characteristics that I have. And I've written down the next day, we challenge them to write down 25 words you want other people to describe you as. And what we do is on day five of this five day challenge, we have them record themselves (laughs) and send that recording in, and we will create their own personal meditation for them. And it loops over and over. And they go to bed at night because your inner voice, the voice that you put all these limitations on in yourself, the best way to combat that is with your own voice, the same voice that put you under all of those, you know, chains and bondage in essence. And so we go through that, have them do this. And the results are astounding. Like I've done that for myself. I did it for my five-year-old daughter. And within a day, like her dichotomy and things she's believing, because she's younger, right? She doesn't have all these limiting beliefs. She's out there doing tricks Um, because she loves to do gymnastics. She's out there doing things she never would have done before the very next day after listening to her meditation, because she told herself, I'm a complete gymnast. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that we focus on. You're right. Meditation. Most people will not sit in silence. However, the best way at time anyways, to sit in silence is when your brain goes from a beta state to an alpha state. And that's usually right before you go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So even if you wanted to do something. Just lay there and listen to some sort of affirmation on YouTube and just listen to that every night. And that will start to change your dichotomy and the things you believe and your life will start to change right before your eyes. Yeah, wholeheartedly. I prescribe to that. I listen to uh
0: lo-fi beats when I work. i listen to, I think it's like the 58 megahertz, which will help kind of enhance that data state for yes. your brainwaves. For anyone watching on YouTube, you see over my shoulder all the time, breaking the habit of being yourself, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Hey, I love that one. Love that book. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's over my, my shoulder. The other shoulder is the alchemist, but um mm. two two of my favorite books. There's a number of books on that bookshelf behind me. But yeah, it's it's understanding the really the workings of the body and how we can almost I don't want to say hack our system, but undo the programming that has been done through just society, through time, through life, right? We need to mm. be more intentional about. Some of, the, some of the things we tell ourselves. I, I tweeted not too long ago of, you know, most people would change the way they spoke to themselves when they realized that they wouldn't speak to their closest friend that way. Mm-hmm. Like we're so harsh on ourselves and we don't, we're not gentle in our words and these affirmations and using our own voice. That's actually the first time I heard about recording and using your own voice in that med- guided meditation. That's a great idea because, you know, we listen to our own voices every day um how can we maximize our time because i know we're coming up towards the end of the podcast here and i want to make sure that we can touch on um some of the practical steps someone can maybe take in, in their day right now uh if they say okay i need to get better at my boundaries set some priorities i decided what i want you know i want to lose 25 pounds in the next six months or so but they're like well, I, I have this job family kids I don't know how to manage my time. And it could seem overwhelming. What are some steps we could take to maybe take some hold of that?
1: Yeah. So that's a great question. I think honestly, the number one thing is write down the the non-negotiables like you mentioned earlier, right? What are my non-negotiables? Okay. Is that the gym? Is that, you know, my meditation? Is that reading a book? Right. And then what you need to do, number one is go to your spouse and say, listen, like these are my non-negotiables. I have to figure this out. Now, I'll be, I'll be honest as a disclaimer, if your spouse, if you've never shown your spouse that you're committed to something, she may look at you and be like, yeah, screw you. Right. (laughs) He or she, right. That's what it could come down to is yeah. You want all this time for yourself. Like, great. You've never amounted to anything. And if that's a feedback that you're getting from your spouse, like, Hey, you, you need to consider that, right. That's your first step of like, okay, I need to step up and actually say, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. It's a muscle. You got to continue to work it out, but write down your non-negotiables. Figure out a time that works. If you have kids, you have a spouse, and start focusing on those non-negotiables and making sure you do it every day. The best way is starting micro, right? Tell yourself you're going to do something, commit to it, do it. And maybe it's meditation for ten minutes. Cool, that's awesome. Then the next day, I'm going to do meditation and I'm going to read two pages of a book. And it doesn't have to be big. It just ha- you just have to start. And as you continue to do that, your time will you'll start to figure out where you're eliminating. Or where you need to eliminate time like social media we talked about that i eliminated social media from my day because i know i needed to get to the gym i needed to get my meditation i need to read one of my 12 books for the year and so social media the 40 minutes that i spent in a given day doing that just cut it out mm-hmm. right but hey you know the first the next limiting belief that comes up is well you need a presence on social media to continue to grow your company well, fantastic. Here's someone that will do that for me. Who's actually better at it, honestly, than I am. And she'll do it and she'll do it for a lower cost than what I'm valued at. And I get to focus on myself and continue to help other people and make more money. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, where you start to look at it and say, what have I not considered by doing this action and yeah. start looking at the other bigger, broader options.
0: Yeah. Like the concept of opportunity cost, right? Every time, every minute you're spending doing one thing, the minute you can't do something else and identifying that and realizing that okay the sacrifice that i'm making by scrolling on social media is i can't read 10 pages of the book that will probably teach me negotiation skills which will probably help me for that renegotiation of my contract or my my raise that's coming up at the end of the year right like right. These are these are things that could actually maybe have a practical, uh, tangible outcome on my life. That's kind of being put to the side because you know I want to see the, the latest pregnancy announcement on social media.
1: Um, <laughs> exactly, it's, it's kind of well, uncompromised. And then if you absolutely are maxed out on time, well, you still have to sleep. So why don't you use your sleep in a way to help you and maximize it that way too? We talked about going from beta to alpha. Your brain is the most susceptible to suggestion in an alpha state. And so that's why if you go and you listen to your affirmations at night, when you're going from beta to alpha, even to theta, uh, your brain state, you start to take in more suggestion and it helps you work on yourself there. So, you know, you want to read a book and you really, really want to know the book, read it at night, listen to it on audio, right? And there's different ways you can, you know, essentially like life hack, you know, for a better for a better term, there, there, may, there probably is a better term, but mm-hmm. you can just go in there and do a life hack of, learning something quicker because you're falling asleep to it in a suggestible state. Yeah. Suggestible state. And I mean, for those who, who listen to audible and whatnot,
0: my, my life hack I've shared two X speed, mm. work your way up, <laughs> don't do it right away. Cause you won't be able to comprehend it, but you can work your way up to speed. And next thing you know, you're listening to X speed. You can listen to the book half the time. Um, Another quick hack I tell people for for establishing kind of what you mentioned that muscle of, you know, follow through what you say is get off the snooze button. Mm. That's the one thing I tell is like, just get off the snooze button, do yourself a favor and get off the snooze button that'll give you confidence for everything else, because you start your day with a commitment that you that you've kind of upheld to. Yeah. Jesse, man, this, this has been amazing. I want to make sure that that folks can can definitely get more information on your coaching, find out how to connect with you, follow you on social and and learn more of the amazing stuff that you're putting out. So what are the best uh, avenues and links and, and ways for people to contact you?
1: Yeah, um, theemergecoaching.com. Um, that's where I direct most people. We, like I said, we do have a five day challenge. We'll offer um, for listeners of this show a 50% off by using the keyword Emerge. Um, And so you can go in there and get access to the meditation for as little as 50 bucks, um, which once again, that, that 50 bucks will change your life. Like it's not about the money at that point. It's about helping you change your reality. And then on Instagram um, is where I've been really starting to focus my growth. So you can follow me at Mr. Utah real estate. Um, And I know it kind of goes against the lines of (laughs) the coaching, but that was my original and I'm just sticking with it. So uh, that's where people could reach out to me and, um, you know, shoot me a DM. My admin will pass it over and we'll review it and talk and, and whatever we can do to help out. Nice. Absolutely, man. Well, I appreciate you that uh, sharing that. And I'll have
0: those sh- in the show notes for people to just hit that right now and open up those links. Um, last question, and then it's, it's the heavy one that I always say for last. And it's, uh, what is something that you've seen or something that's happened in your life that kind of shapes the way you view the world as a man?
1: Oh man. Um, yeah, that's a good question. For me, I I have seen like, well, I'll leave it you with this then. Mom, I grew up in a really abusive relationship with my family. My dad was very abusive, drug abusive, everything. And there was times in my life where I I just made self commitments. I'm gonna get up. No, I get the crap beat out of me. I'm gonna get up. And I'm gonna get up as fast as I can. I'm gonna show I'm tough. But you know what? It's okay to be vulnerable. And it's okay to lay there and get your feelings, you know, and get right with yourself and then pick yourself up. There's no medal for picking yourself up and being an emotional wreck. It's okay to be vulnerable and allow other people to serve you. And as you do that, your life continues to grow and magnify in ways that you, you have no idea. Absolutely. No, I appreciate that. Cause wholeheartedly agree.
0: Jesse Frisco out of Utah entrepreneur, speaker, coach. Thank you so much for the time today. This is this has been amazing, brother. Yeah, thank you, Ted, for having me on. Amazing show. and appreciate being here today. Absolutely. My pleasure. And I'm gonna actually going to recap some of the things that, that you left along the way, because there, there was so much value packed in the past 30 minutes. I, I know anybody who might have been running, uh, driving or cleaning while listening might have missed it. And, and one was, you know, anything else you want to talk about? Sometimes we get tunnel vision, right? What Jesse mentioned earlier on and we get tunnel vision and we get lost in pleasing so many other people that we lose our identity of who we are, what we actually want in life. So the question of anything else you want to talk about also is a reminder of what it is that you actually want in life. And when you start crafting that, make a list of a hundred things because you need to open up your mind because you've been programmed to think with limiting beliefs and with those limiting beliefs, you might cut yourself short from the dream that you actually want to live or from the goal that you actually want to achieve. And then, when did you decide that? Jesse said, okay, when did you decide on that limiting belief? When did you decide, okay, you want to have this much money, but you have to work day and night in order to get it? Who told you that, right? Change is needed. In order to get to where you're going, you're going to have to change it some way. And then understand your boundaries and navigate where you wanna go. It's actually gonna be better to script, not excuses, but it's actually gonna be better and easier to say no to those around you when you know where you're going because you're gonna have clarity on your direction. And then let's just talk about it. A simple reframing of a situation of an exchange can mean the difference in really how we pass on some of the traumas that we've had in life to our kids and understanding how our relationships with each other can be examples to our kids. And then how would you like to be described? Use your own voice. Give yourself that own affirmation into who you want to be. Wake up. Keep those commitments with yourself and go out there and keep your word and be a modern man. Guys, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for rocking with us. Jesse Frisco, thank you again. We appreciate it. And of course, if you got value from this, share this with a friend that you know would enjoy the episode as well. Hit that like button, subscribe to get an episode each and every single week. Leave us a rating to let us know how we're doing because the only way we can improve is by you giving us that feedback. And as we always say at the end of the episode, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain, but you can't get the pleasure without first the pain. Let's grow.
1: I think we're going to do a great job.